listening to For the Love of God Podcast. For the Love of God Welcome to For the Love of God Podcast, a show for Christians that keep it real. Whether you're new to Christianity, a seasoned Christian, or dipping your toes in the baptismal water, this show is for you. Join us and strengthen your Christian walk. Play games and discover new music. This ain't your mama's Christian podcast. For the love of God! Oh, yes. Welcome back to the show. This is for the Love of God podcast. And this is your host, Jason. And of course, I am here with the boys, Pastor Rick Rieger. We really got to work on this. It's not happening. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's here to stay. So. Is that a- I'm sure he hasn't fixed mine either. You're going to have to get over it. And of course, your favorite nerd, Nathan Jewell. <laughs> I've learned to embrace it, folks. Did you all have a great week? Oh man, excellent, excellent. It's rain. It's raining. Well, how how could we not have an excellent week? It's good. We were things were drying up. Now it's raining here in Ohio. This is good, right? So uh, so we usually do outreach on Tuesdays, and every other Tuesday we do the show. And last Tuesday you made. Um, blue animals for the kids. That was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. Well, you know, we were thinking, well, I, I had been praying. Well, you and I have been talking about every time we go out there, right? Right. We're out there holding signs saying, come and pray. And, and the whole time we're talking about now, what can we do to attract attention? Because, you know, either A, we have to go out to them or they have to come to us. It's somehow you got to make contact. You don't want to run up, you know, to people's cars and freak them out and they'll be locking themselves in driving off quickly or pulling their guns or whatever. So uh, we're thinking (laughs) or knives or fists or their husbands getting them out of the car. You beat this man up. He's attacking. But uh, we were thinking, how can we bring people to us to tell them about Jesus? And so I thought, well, how about we bring children, children like, you know, things. So we made up these little candy bags, right? With a little tracks in them and an invitation to church. But then it was like, how do you get the candy to them? I mean, you know, especially if you're a guy, you don't want to be like, hey, kid, you want some candy? Yeah, you know, here, look, I got my little white van over here. <laughs> yeah, you might as well have a white panel van. So I thought, well, what if we make, and, and you and I were talking about, I don't even know whose idea it was, yours or mine, one of the two, but uh, let's make some balloon animals. They'll see that, they'll come, then they'll get the balloon animal, we'll make them for them. But then we'll give them the candy and then we'll invite them to church. And while mom and dad's over, we will talk about Jesus. And it was actually one of the best ones we've had this year. Yeah, it was. There it was, was a lot incredible. of interaction. The results sounded like they were really successful. So yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to see where it goes next. I'm kind of curious why you, you haven't been there. <laughs> I wasn't there last week because I had to work, but the I've been there in the that. previous weeks. The week before that you were there? See, I think you're right. I think it was two weeks. I, I, I think know. it was two. Yeah. You're not there last time? I was there. <laughs> I was there. I can't not come because we were here every Tuesday. Yeah, <laughs> right. Then you Tuesday. feel like, it's like okay, well, I, well, I show up for the podcast. I show up for but... the podcast. <laughs> so I had a. Wow. I, that's not the reason I go. I would go regardless, but. Jason's our motivational speaker. My, uh, <laughs> My 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 excuses for not being able to come are very limited, all the way down to the big zero. So, okay, right. You are a better person than I am, Jason. 
<laughs> okay, folks, today on the show, we are going to be talking about um, social media Christianity, uh, Christian groups, and things of that nature. We also have some news by somebody. <laughs> um, if you don't, if you can't come up with something, I have something to discuss. Okay. That um, sounds good. Because I only told you one, so it's my okay. fault. Uh, and we're going to spin the wheel for the first time right here. And uh, the wheel of games, gentlemen. Wheel of games. Yes. We, you know, you know, I got to thinking, you know, we, we, we'll, we'll pick a game and then we'll play it like a few weeks in a row. And then we'll pick another game. We'll play it a few weeks in a row. And the audience may be getting bored with some of those games sometimes. So I thought it'd be interesting to have them something to look forward to. Like what game is, are they going to play this episode? And maybe they're secretly hoping that it's a certain one and they don't get it, but all the games are going to be a lot of fun. And we have a couple new games that we're going to be introducing to the wheel. So to the wheel, I, I don't think you can actually call, you can't say it like that. The wheel of games. Okay. You, there's gotta be, there's gotta be like echo and you gotta say, Wheel of games. It's got to be intense. I, I just, I think that's a must, especially I, with that new opening. You're absolutely right, right? Um, well, maybe he's already got. Maybe that's a button or something. I don't know. Well, it's definitely a post thing. <laughs> <laughs> so get ready for your little wheel of games there to be very echoey. I see. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> let's uh, let's. Um, Let's get this baby yeah, this, started. It, it, I think the audience the, needs to know that we don't even sound like this. We're, we actually have little girl voices, uh, and he makes it sound better. <laughs> I mean, Nathan sounds like he's 12 years old. You know, I'm about 16. That's probably pretty fair, actually. <laughs> Especially if I shave, it's even worse. So just, Your voice know. goes up as you shave? Yes. Does, Does not, your beard get shorter? <laughs> I, you know, I've had the same, I've had this same fake goatee for so long. I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'll shave it off and see if my voice goes up. I at least 20 years when I shave. You know, I could actually hit higher notes in the worship team potentially then. This could be good. You do. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. Well, there's two ways you either shave your, (laughs) shave your beard or something else, which hurts much worse. So anyway, well, yeah. Let's spin the wheel and see what we're going to play today. You want to tell everybody what's on this wheel? Oh, yeah. That's a good idea. Okay. The wheel on the wheel, we have Bible Jeopardy, Multiple Choice, True or False, and Would You Rather. So let's spin and find out what game we'll be playing today. It's time for the wheel. money big money no whammies <laughs> true or false okay there's our true or false intro okay Nathan pick a number between one and ten seventeen <laughs> One point seven three four two eight five seven. Rick wins. <laughs> uh, life in Eden was awesome until Adam and Eve ate the apple. True or false? Well, that's false because we don't know if it was an apple. Ah, correct. 
Nathan. Oh, so that's how this game is going to work. Okay. All right, let's let all right, hit me, sir. I figured I'd be wrong and I was just gonna take the take one for the team. I would today. have said true, just not you know, because the apple would have went over my head for a second. All right, men fell because of one trespass and was justified again by one act of righteousness. I'm gonna say true. Correct. You gotta, you gotta read the uh, follow-ups. To That's that. the two Adams. Oh yeah, yeah. The Bible, re- re- the Bible records many. This is to you, Rick. Yes. The Bible records many miracle healings, but remains silent about surgeries. It is kind of a guess, I will admit, but I have to, I have to say, there's got to be one in there. I'm gonna say false. You're correct. Ah, yes. And that was a guess, folks. God that performed totally- surgery on Adam. He oh. Knocked- he of course, him out, cut him open, took a rib, and closed the wound. He Genesis certainly did. He certainly did. Nathan, twice was one of God's people promoted to second in command of a foreign country. True or false? Second in command. I can think of Joseph. That's one of them. I want to say Esther, but I don't think she was promoted to leadership. I think she was just the the queen. Is technically second in command. Kind of, yeah. All right, let's go with true. True. Woo-hoo. Both Joseph, but you got the wrong I got person. It. I got the wrong person, Mordecai. Both okay. Joseph and Mordecai were promoted to second in command. Joseph to Pharaoh in Egypt and Mordecai to Xerxes in Persia. Okay. But you got it right regardless. Rick, twice in biblical history, the entire earth was covered with water. True or false? Well, obviously it was only once due to destruction. Now I'm thinking of what is the order of creation? It's the first thing he creates light, then he separates. He didn't make dry. Yeah, I'm going to say, oh, so what was, I'm sorry. I don't know what the question Twice is. in biblical yes, history. Yes, I would say true. Okay. True. Yeah. Twice was the entire earth covered in water. First during creation and later during the flood. Very right. good. This is a little tricky. I know. (laughs) I know. Nathan, Noah's Ark had many animals inside, among which were 14 sheep and 14 doves. True or false? There were certain animals that were considered clean that he was to take seven of each into the, um, I'm going to say false. False. Wasn't it doves that Noah sent out to see if the earth was dry? I think that was one of the things, but I don't necessarily know that those were part of the going with false. Wrong. Both were clean animals of which God commanded to bring in seven pairs. Yep. My bad. I I didn't think that they were part of the clean ones. I thought it was trying to trick me. Rick, the Bible is the all-time bestseller of any published book in the world. True or false? True. That is correct. No book in the world sells better than the Bible. Praise the Lord. Nathan. Yep. When Pharaoh's daughter drew the baby Moses from the river... She returned him to his mother. True or false? That could be a technicality because I think his mother got to raise him. But wasn't he still considered the Pharaoh's daughter at that point? I don't know. Maybe I'm reading into this too much. Let's say true and go with that. True. Pharaoh's daughter sent <laughs> That's what I a nurse to find <laughs> a Hebrew woman. They're trying to make it a trick They're question. They're trying to make They're it trying. tricky, so I'm trying to overthink it a little bit. Exodus 2.69, Pharaoh's daughter sent a nurse to find a Hebrew woman. The nurse went and found the mother. Not only was Moses saved, she got paid for raising him too. Now that's a good deal. That yeah. Is. Rick, 
Only three people in the Bible ever fasted for 40 days. True or false? I think that's false. I agree with you. Oh, but it's not. Huh. Only, Only Jesus, Moses, and Elijah ever fasted for 40, 40 days. days. Moses even went without water. Matthew 4, 2, Exodus 34, 28. Well, you win some. You win some, you lose some. You know? I, I was with you, though. I thought all the yeah. disciples and Jesus fasted in the, in the wilderness for 40 days. But I wasn't thinking that. I just thought there was more than the Bible listed. I knew it was pretty slim pickings. I knew it wasn't like, you know, 20 or something. But Well, we're even so far. So how many three. more are we going to do these? Yeah, I was kind of curious. Yeah, how many are we doing? That was 10. Let's do 15. <laughs> okay, Five more. 15. Jacob had many sons and was careful not to show any favoritism. True or false? <laughs> <laughs> that is false. False. Genesis 37.3. A coat of many colors. Now Israel loved Joseph more than all his children because he was the son of his old age. And he made him a coat of many colors. Yeah, he had, poor Joseph, he had a lot gone against him. Yeah, I think Not, he was also the son of his favorite wife, too, wasn't he? Wasn't Joseph of, uh, um, can't remember her name. Oh, well, we'll come over. Rick, the first murder is committed in Genesis where Abel kills his brother King, true or false? True. False. False. It is not Abel who kills his brother King. Oh, I wasn't. I didn't even oh, think. The moment oh. you let your guard See, down. See, and I started, I started strong wow. with thinking they're going to trick me, but then I just let it rip. Wow. Oh. It was a tricker. Wow. Both Moses and his sister, Miriam, once suffered leprosy. Nathan, true or false? See, I can't remember. And I don't think his wife's name was Miriam wasn't. Sarah. Okay, let's say false. God gave Moses a leprous hand for a moment at the burning bush and Miriam for a week because she rebelled against Moses. Exodus 4, 6, Numbers 12, 10. Yep, yep, yep. Two more questions. You guys are tied at four piece. I have to admit, Numbers is not my strongest. (laughs) God created... The world in seven days, true or false? False. Correct. <laughs> God created his world in six, six days. days. And he, he rested. rested on the seventh day. Okay, last question. You're not going to get me with that stuff again. It's either going to be a tie, which we'll have to go to a tiebreaker. All, all right, bring that, it on. That's like, one of those who's, that's like one of those who's buried in Grant's tomb questions. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. <laughs> Nathan, when Noah finally got out of the ark, he immediately sacrificed a lot of animals to the Lord. True or false? Now I'm reading into it too much. We're not trusting the questions. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Darn um, you, question oh, author. Read, read, read it one more time. When Noah finally got out of the ark, he immediately sacrificed a lot of animals to the Lord. I'm going to say false. You're, you're incorrect. Noah built an altar to the Lord and took of every clean animal and every clean bird and offered burnt offerings on the altar. All right. I guess I I was wrong. I misread it. Our winner is Pastor Rick Rieger. Well done, Pastor Rick. And all the children are are so happy. happy. Yay! (laughs) Thank you, children. Thank you so much. Nathan, you have no consolation prize this week. Oh, 
But oh, it was that's fun. Uh, my consolation to prize is time with you two. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> and after he gave you the, the royal stomping there about not being there on Tuesday. <laughs> my goodness. That's it's time for news with Nate. You know, it's it's not always often that I can go in and I can follow up on a previous news story with more good information. Um, I'm excited to be able to share with you an update on the situation with Pastor Tim Stevens up in Canada. So in our previous uh, session, we talked about the fact how uh, the Canadian authorities basically threw him in prison because he was refusing to abide by their rules and instead was following God's rules. And uh, I'm happy to report that after uh, two and a half weeks in, in prison, uh, Pastor Tim Stevens did, uh, did get set free. And this was back on, I think, was July the 2nd. So the story behind this is actually really interesting, and you can kind of see the hand of God in it. So I'm going to go ahead and just read these uh, two or three paragraphs, and, and you can draw from this the conclusions you'd like. So after two and a half weeks, Pastor Tim Stevens went free on Thursday afternoon, and officials in Alberta, Canada, also reopened his locked-up church to its congregation. Police arrested Stevens on June 14th for not enforcing pandemic health protocols at an outdoor worship service. Think about that, at an outdoor worship service. Crazy. There's no, nobody being forced to come to those. Authorities had changed the locks to his church earlier in June. Now, he still must return to court on July 14th for a hearing of his alleged health order violations. So when I'm sharing that with you, we're sharing this with you today on uh, Tuesday, July 13th. So please pray for him. Police arrested Stevens on June 14th for not enforcing pandemic health protocols at an outdoor worship service. Authorities had changed the locks at his church earlier in June. He must return to court on July 14th for a hearing on his alleged health order violations. So why was Stevens released? Well, the reason why he was held is because he had refused to sign a bail agreement requiring him to follow the health orders in place at the time. Now, on July 4th, or sorry, July 1st, which is called Canada Day, Alberta moved to the final stage of its reopening plan and rescinded nearly all pandemic re restrictions. So at that point in time, Stevens then agreed to sign an agreement to observe the new health orders since none of the current new health orders would limit his church activity. Mm. So uh, clearly, uh, ac well, according to Stevens' brother, uh, he could have legal recourse for wrongful imprisonment based on what happened. So it'll be interesting to see if this particular saga continues or if he turns the other cheek and moves forward. So we will see. Yeah, always a tough choice there. You want to set precedence for future pastors and Christians and, and just people in general. But at the same token, it's you, you want to reach people and not be stuck in legal battles. So. I'm, I'm the same... There's a part of me that's like, just hit them where it hurts. Make them pay. Yeah. Because you, you, you get so tired of seeing how, how the forces of evil align against anybody of faith. Right. And you just, I want to see them ground, you know, bleed them dry. Well, that's where the you other just, side. Uh, you know, that's where you just got to pray. You know, you got to look for, you got to look for wisdom from God and, and, you know, God really owns all of our time if we're Christ followers. And so I, I guess I pray for him that God will give him wisdom and that he'll spend his time the way God wants him to spend his time, regardless of what that is. And, you know, you mentioned in a previous episode how even if you do get sent to prison for your faith, 
that could be a really great way to start a present ministry. Amen. There <laughs> you, you know? go. So either way, either way, God wins. And uh, even though my my flesh is definitely, uh, I want my pound of flesh, so to speak. Um, my spirit is like, I kind of hope he chooses to turn the other cheek and walk away just to be the better man. So it's not always an easy, easy situation. And and that, you know, I mean, it could go either way because, you know, God might have a big purpose for him to uh, break down some walls and barriers there. So you just don't know. Yeah. And either way, he set an amazing example for that's right. Good job, sir. For Christians everywhere. You you should hit that applause button for this is for you, Pastor. Yeah. For you. Um, <laughs> that sounds like a standing ovation. I'll give it to him. I think they're standing. Nice. Nice. Okay. Okay, folks. Um, we're going to take a short break. And when we be back, we're going to talk about social media Christians. Folks, have you been to our website? When you go there at for the love of God podcast.com, there's a little blue microphone If you click that microphone, you can leave us a voicemail. You can suggest games that you'd like to hear, topics that you'd like uh, for us to discuss, um, anything. You can even just say hi, and we will play it right here on the air during our show at fortheloveofgodpodcast.com. Now back to the show. Okay, so uh, social media Christians. Social media Christians or Christian social media? Yes. Either way. <laughs> social media. media that's socially Christian. I don't know. So I guess I can kind of start this off Go ahead. and kick it off. So um, if you haven't had the opportunity to watch some of the documentaries that, as they relate to um, Facebook and all these other social uh, platforms, you will quickly learn that um, these systems are built to give you what you want, which is very very much the same line of thought that sin uses to conquer our lives. In many ways, if you lean into what you want too far, you can ruin your life. That could happen with anything from drugs to alcohol to promiscuity to anything else. So when you have a platform that's built to literally give you everything you want because they look at your likes and your engagement and they try to feed you more of the stuff that you are most engaged in, This is something that you should take a moment and look at your feeds, whether it's on uh, Facebook or um, if who you're following on Instagram and consider the stuff that you're following. Is it really reflecting your walk as a Christian? For most people, I would wager the answer is no, because usually when you're building your wall and who's involved in your, your uh, page, you're not necessarily doing it with intent. You're like, oh, I like that. Oh, that's pretty cool. Or you're just kind of reacting to it. And over time, it builds this whole algorithm of what you like and what you want to see and what will keep you most engaged so that they can get the most money they possibly can from their advertisers for your attention. And that is something where you have to understand that with the amount of time people are spending on social media, it can be very, very detrimental. And in a lot of ways, it's even leading to some serious, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like when you're way out, like on the fringe. Um, Extremism? Extremism. Thank Mm -hmm. you. So it can lead you down some pretty extremist paths. So that being said, um, social media is something that you do have control over. 
It takes a lot of work, a lot of effort, a lot of time. But you can go through, you can unlike pages, you can remove the influence of, of those who you no longer want to see. And I want to encourage the listeners today to, to take a time and figure out how to do this and control what you're seeing by applying your, your Christian walk to your social media pages. That's not an easy ask. <laughs> it requires some time and some effort. But when you consider how much time people are spending on social media, it is something that is definitely worth your your time. Yeah. And how powerful is it that you and the privacy of your own phone can look at some of these social media apps and, and what have you and delete them or remove them from your life because you know they could send you down a wrong path. Like for instance, when I, when I became a Christian, I was on Pinterest before I was on Pinterest and there's a lot of very tempting thing, pictures and stuff on, on Pinterest. And when I became a Christian, I got rid of Pinterest because I knew if there's a lot of great things on Pinterest, good ideas you can look up. And I'm so tempted to go on there for those ideas, but I know that there's going to be photos on there that I do not want to look at. And that is going to steer me down a path of looking at more pictures. And so I just steer clear from it altogether because I, it's, it can be a very dirty place, even the very bright and cheerful Pinterest. Yeah. It's, you know, it's all about influence. The fact is, is these, these platforms give everybody a forum to share what they want to share. And as with anything else, we have to be very, very careful. Uh, we have to be very, very careful that we are following the right people. You know, as a Christian or as Christians, as Christ followers, we want to make sure that we are following the right people. Um, and, and obviously the, the person is Jesus Christ. And so if he's not the center of everything, then we can't be, we've got to be careful not to be tempted to be led in that direction. And so I think, you know, for me, for example, I don't really use social media for getting anything. For the most part, I use social media to give. In other words, I want to be an influence onto others as opposed to having others, you know, influence me. And when I want to be influenced, I'm going to use, you know, I'm going to go to other pastors. I'm going to go to the word of God. I'm going to go to my church, you know, that sort of thing. So I just think we all, we just have to be kind of mindful that we are always being in, we all always have the potential to be influenced, right? whether we're watching television, reading a book, hanging out with friends. And so just like the Bible says, you know, bad company can produce bad character, right? Mm -hmm. We hang around with the wrong people and we can be influenced to do the wrong things. Guess what? That's happening on social media. And it's not just about the people now. It's about the advertising. Yeah. Because not only do we have these people that are sharing things that may or may not be correct, but we also have the advertisers uh, shoving stuff down our throat constantly. So just we have to we just have to be careful. We have to watch what we watch. We have to be careful of that manage our input basically mm -hmm. because garbage in, garbage out. That's right. We are just like computers, <laughs> no different. Yeah. So I want to take an, another direction on social media, and that is Christian groups. A lot of us turn to these Christian groups, you know, for support and sharing verses and 
just everything. And um, I've noticed that there's a lot of mis, uh, false teachings, we'll, we'll say. Uh, people that don't quite have it nailed. Um, maybe they've been taught wrong, and so they share it. And all you're doing is sharing the wrong message to more people. So my advice is um, be very, have a lot of discernment uh, to what you read and what you hear. And before you share what you've heard or read, look in the Bible and see what it tells you and put things into context. So when you do share these words, that they're the right words. My wife actually uh, was on, is on several Christian uh, podcasts, several Christian (laughs) Facebook groups cheating on the podcast. (laughs) I see how it is. And, um, she started noticing all these posts that were false and people were very quick to give it a heart or a like or whatever. And perhaps didn't, didn't even read it. Um, there was some posts that had hundreds of likes and hearts and, and what have you that was completely wrong. And it was actually about the 10 versions. And um, mm. so she called this person out and ste- steered her right. And, and it, was a, it was a big mess as far as like she got her messages. The person was an, actually an admin or moderator. And she pulled my wife's messages off because they didn't align with what she was saying. And what she was saying was wrong. And so... One thing led to another. It went to the owner of the group and he was reading into it and, and noticed that my wife was absolutely correct and the poster admin was not correct. And she ended up becoming not an admin anymore. Oh, and my. he made my wife an admin for the group. So now she is monitoring and she has done a tremendous job of getting rid of scammers and call it false witnesses and mm. um, just all the bad. And the group has been growing and um, she got a lot of kudos from the owner of the group. And so she's doing a fantastic job and it's kind of turned into her little ministry. And Interesting. I'm very proud of her. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's, Social media is a powerful platform and it certainly can be used for good. But as with anything else, uh, any other platform, you can, you, you know, you can use it for good. You can use it for bad. You can take something that's very, po- very positive and turn it negative. So it, it's like, for example, um, I think anybody who uses social media and wants to get in and make changes, you got to be careful uh, because... Uh, you can really come across, you know, people that when they're reading your posts, they're not feeling your heart necessarily. That's why, you know, I don't, sometimes I don't get involved in social media for the sake of convincing people they're wrong because it just doesn't always get felt sometimes and turns into this big argument. So you really have to use some discernment and you really have to think carefully through how you're going to say something. Because uh, if you do it right, you can have a big impact apparently. Uh, your wife uh, had, you know, positive impact, but you can also have uh, not so good of impact and you can turn a lot of people off to Christ as well. So, right. you know, my encouragement to everybody is uh, be discerning, not only with what you, with you, with what you take in, but be very, very wise uh, with 
what you say. You know, I think, uh, what is it that uh, we were talking about a couple of weeks ago in Bible study? Being as wise as a serpent and as gentle as a dove. And we have to be that way with our words as well. So mm-hmm. just, a, just encouragement to everybody. Yeah, for sure. It's very easy to be misunderstood on these social media platforms because when you're dealing with communication, um, I've read that somewhere that what you say is only 30% of your communication. That is correct. So much of your communication is the tone you use, um, the, the high uh, or the pitch of your voice. It's the, um, the smile on your face. Mm-hmm. Um, these are all things that play into your communication. And when you're only operating on text only, it is very easy for misunderstandings to occur. So uh, be the change that we seek in this world and start with your page before you start casting stones at other people's pages. Right. And make sure that um, you're doing your best to walk out your faith, not just in person, but even in your social media platforms as well. Right. It's a, re- it's a reflection of who you are. In fact, uh, I, you know, a lot of people don't even know this, but employers now are going to Facebook pages and other social media to find out about you. And you may or may not get a job based on what your Facebook page is. So it's, it's wise for us to be authentic. If, we're gonna, if we really are Christ followers, our Facebook ought to look like it, our you know, Pinterest or whatever. I, you know, I, don't, I don't use a lot of social media, so I don't know. Uh, but it, they should reflect a Christian lifestyle. And if they don't, maybe it's time to rethink it. Yeah. And on that note, I'll also add, be very careful who you choose to hang out with on social media. Absolutely. These people that you are inviting to be a part of your, your profile, uh, many of them have agendas that do not line up with what Christ would, would say is his agenda. And if that is the case, you are playing with fire. So just be careful. Uh, there's an old saying, if you lie down with dogs, you come up with fleas. <laughs> yeah, that's so true because uh, uh, one big thing that my wife was noticing, they were letting people into this group. And then, but when, when people would apply, she would look at their profile and she would see that they didn't have fruit there. You know, they right. had raunchy pictures or bad jokes or right. You know, and it's it's a big red flag that they're not really a Christian and they don't belong in the group. There's a lot of people that use these platforms with an intent to to infiltrate is probably the best word for it. Mm-hmm. Um, they will go, they will do whatever they can to denigrate, whatever they can to mischaracterize, whatever they can to spy. And there's actually a, a good story of this uh in the book of Matthew, when Jesus is talking about the wheat and the tares, because we see the same thing happen in churches um, when you're dealing with people in, live and in person. So we're supposed to focus on those who, who are, and uh, we'll, we'll let God sort out the rest at the end of the, at the end of the road. But um, just make sure that you're walking and that your walk is, is pertinent and appropriate. That's right. Well, it's time for songs of the week. Oh yeah. Get down. Now that's a baseline right there. Who would like to go first? Well, I'm looking at mine right now, so I'll just volunteer. In fact, I'll be honest with you, I have two of them picked. I may just have to give you both of them because I just can't decide which one. So uh, it's easier to ask for forgiveness and permission. So I'm just going to jump into it. The first one is a song that's really been rocking my world this week. Uh, it's by the group Skillet. Uh, and it, the song is called Terrify the Dark. 
just, uh, I mean, it's phenomenal from a musical's perspective. If you like rock and roll, you're going to love this song. But just powerful, powerful lyrics. A uh, little highlight here. Uh, he says, uh, no power on earth, no power in hell is going to steal my peace. 10,000 enemies, they will end up on their knees. When I'm hopeless, I can know this. You're with me. Your light will terrify the dark. I call upon your name that tears another part. My doubt will answer your scars and fear will have no place, no hold upon my heart. Your light will terrify the dark. Nice. Uh, just, it's so powerful. I, I get goosebumps every time I hear it. Awesome. Nathan. So I'm going to, I had a, I got to have a great conversation with a, a real Jesus freak. And, uh, you know, it kind of made me think back to that old song, Jesus freak from the nineties. That was, a. Uh, that's the song I'm going to stick with, I think. It, it's a DC Talk song, and it was a name of one of their very popular albums from uh, the late 90s or mid-90s. Um, the song is still really good. It's definitely very engaging. It's just called Jesus Freak. So that's that's the one I'm going to go with. I just want you to know that I saw those guys do that live when the album just came out, and they boggled my mind <laughs> in a positive way. It was just, just, it was just wow couple of the best moments of my life. Oh, <laughs> uh, freak out. It was pretty right? awesome. No, no not wrong that song. song. Okay. Not that song. All right. My song is Fill Me Up by Jesus Culture. And I was listening to it today on the way into the studio. And uh, man, it's a good song. And we're actually playing it this week at church. <laughs> Once again. You do that a while. You do that quite a bit. It's because that's the ones I'm listening to the most. <laughs> I listen to them over and over and over. So if I want a couple of songs of the week, I just need to pick really good ones on Sundays, what you're telling me. Yeah. All right. There you go. So yeah, the lyrics, uh, you provide the fire, I'll provide the sacrifice. You pour out your spirit and I will open up inside. Fill me up, God. Love of God, overflow, permeate all my soul. And those are literally all of the and lyrics. That's literally the all the lyrics. But it's, it's awesome. more than the ones from uh, a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> which <was laughs> That's just right. about one line. It's pretty awesome. So, and you had a second one? And you I'm going to give you the second yeah, one. Yeah, go ahead. You know, for all of you Third Day fans out there, there hadn't been anything out there for a while from Third Day. And they have a special place in my heart. But Mac Powell has a brand new song out there. It's actually just a single right now. I certainly hope that it turns into an album here soon. Uh, but the, the song is called river of life and it, it's really pretty awesome. And it was just, just got me. I, I love Mac Powell's voice first and foremost, just phenomenal. And, uh, the song is really cool. Uh, just a, a little quick, um, preview of the lyrics. It says, brother, sisters, come on down to that river guaranteed. You'll never be the same. There's a fountain flowing from the heart of the savior Bring your sins and all your guilty stains. Let that river of life wash it all away. You've been searching, carrying burdens. If you've been lost and looking for a home, if you've been drifting and something is missing, you should know that you are not alone. Pretty awesome stuff. It, it's, it really is a pretty awesome song. It has kind of a, I don't know, old rock and roll, kind of has a little country in there. It's just, it's just, uh, it's just interesting. Go check it out. So if you're a third day fan, you haven't been hearing enough of Mac Powell, go check it out. Right River on. of life. River of life for sure. So I've actually got a song I want to bring up and kind of discuss. Okay. I'm interested in your guys' thoughts on it because it's an older song. 
And it is not necessarily a Christian song, but it is a Christianese type song. Christianese. Mm. So it's by uh, Norm Greenbaum. Does either of you know that name? Um, He sounds like a mathematician. Is he he, he related to Norm Tigerbaum? (laughs) (laughs) Who told you to use the Tiger Ball? I never told you to use the bomb. Who told you to use the bomb? Go. Moving right along. Go. It's called Spirit in the Sky from the 1970s. Oh, that song. Spirit? Yeah. Wait. Oh, no. I'm thinking of a Journey song now. Where I'm going to go. That's the wheel I in the sky. Wheel in the sky. Yeah. <laughs> when I die and they lay me to rest, I'm going to go to the place that's the best. That <laughs> so I'm, I'm curious. Uh, that song. What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on it? Well, that's the first time I'm hearing it. <laughs> I've heard it. In fact, I, uh, he's referring to heaven, I imagine. So why not? Yeah. I mean, a lot, he even says in like one of the lyrics is I got a friend in Jesus. <laughs> so well, heck who says it's, it's not a Christian song. I, it's is, not a song you'd hear in church typically, but I want well, to hear on the radio. Puts do you know anything about Norm Greenbaum? Is he, a, I don't, yeah, I don't so. know anything about the history of the song. And I was just kind of, for whatever reason, it came to my mind, so I thought I'd share and we could have a conversation about it. I think that sometimes, well, I mean, I think that sometimes artists tend to throw in a Christian song now and again just because they can, you know, draw on a, a, a wider crowd. They can add some Christians to the mix. And, and I know that happens probably from time to time. But then again, sometimes as uh, we talked about in, uh, I don't know, whatever, I I lose track of what podcast was when, but just talking about that whole integration, that, uh, that congruence in our life between our Christian walk and our, you know, the rest of our life, it should all be the same. And if you are a Christian, even if you are a, an entertainer that maybe you're not a worship leader, but you're still, it's going to come out in your music. It's going to come out in your talk. It's going to, if you're a writer, it's going to come out in your writing. So, you know, Hey, he very well may be a Christ follower that, uh, you know, was just trying to make a buck, but Hey, it, it come out in his lyrics. Well, yeah. I mean, there's, here's the thing. Uh, some artists are out there that are Christians that went down that secular path as far as music goes, probably because of the popularity, um, potentially perhaps it's because they were an artist before they were a Christian. Sure. And so they just, they just, that's their business. Their lives are separate. They don't live that lifestyle, but they still, uh, for instance, here's a perfect example. Alice Cooper. Yeah. Alice Cooper is a Christian. Mm -hmm. Um, He became a Christian after his career started. And there was a very powerful interview with him on YouTube that I watched. It was incredible. And he discusses his Christianity and he discusses how this is Alice Cooper, a character that performs and does this music. And then there's me who believes in Jesus Christ and follows Jesus Christ and loves Jesus Christ. So I, uh, have you seen this interview? I have not seen the interview. No. Have you? I I don't think I've seen the interview, but I have heard that uh, at least later in his life, he began to be, he began to walk in faith a lot more a lot more full time. Right. Than, than he did when he was yeah, younger. You should check it out. It's really, really good. Yeah. I, I think we also have to be aware of the fact, and this is a whole different issue, but we have to be a fact, be aware of the fact that many, well, anybody who gets into the music industry, even a Christian, 
you are really guided around. I mean, you are limited to what you can do. A lot of Christian artists have walked away from the sec- from the Christian music industry to become worship leaders, whatever, because they're they're like, I, I can't do that. I just can't. They're they're tying my you know hands as to as to what I can do and what I can't do. And in the secular market, it's even worse. Once you get locked in, I mean, they they really push you to do certain things. Um, in fact, the interesting book, if you are, if you're interested in this particular topic, I don't know where the guy is spiritually, but I did read a book uh, by, uh, Scott Stapp, the lead singer, uh, the ex lead singer for Creed. Mm -hmm. And well, I guess he was the only lead singer for Creed because now they're, they're known as Tremonti. They're not a, or Alter Bridge or something like that. I think Mm -hmm. both, but anyway, uh, he tells his story and though he, you know, there was, there was a lot going on in his life, but the music industry just about consumed him and just, I mean, put him on such a dark path uh, because they're just, it's all about money. Yeah. It's a dark world. You got to do what you got to do to make you know, to survive. And if you're going to survive, you're going to make money for them <laughs> and you're going to do it their way. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just realize that some people get sucked into that too. But uh, anyway. So I guess we'll consider that song Spirit in the Sky my second song of the week. It's kind of match <laughs> Pastor Rick. <laughs> and uh, I did find a little bit while you guys were talking. Apparently, uh, Greenbaum is a Jewish man. And in 2006, uh, he, he, he said that uh, he told a reporter that he was inspired to write the song after watching Porter Wagner singing a gospel song on TV. So he, go, he thought, yeah, I could do that. And 15 minutes later, he had the lyrics of the song on paper. <laughs> Wow. 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 So thoughts of the week. So is it time for thoughts of the week already? Wow. Or the pastor's thought of the week, I guess. Well, today, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of end this off here with a a thought from Matthew chapter five, uh, verses 13 through 16. And, uh, these are words of Jesus. And he says, you are the salt of the earth, but what good is salt? If it's lost its flavor, can you make it salty again? It will be thrown out and trampled underfoot as worthless. You are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly father. And... You know, the thought I have for our listeners this week is if you do profess to be a Christian, if you hold that banner of a Christian, if you wear Christian t-shirts, if you have a a fish on the back of your car uh, or any of that kind of stuff, or just, you know, tell people that you go to church and and follow Christ, you want to make sure that your life reflects that of a Christ follower. Jesus said, if you lose your saltiness, you can't gain it back. And what does that mean? It means if you set a bad example out there and you turn people off to Jesus and they catch you doing things that you shouldn't be doing or living a hypocritical life, it's very tough to earn respect back with those people. So, you know, your saltiness to them is gone. So it is very important that we live lives that are salty. In other words, attract people, make people thirsty for Christ. And we should live a life where our good deeds are, you know, we don't talk about them necessarily, but when we, but just our, you know, our day-to-day activities 
uh, should reflect that of a Christ follower so that people look at us and say, you know what, something's different. And just keep in mind that we are always being watched, whether we know it or not, we're always being watched. So, uh, you know, just take that seriously and know that you are a, you are an ambassador of Jesus Christ if you call yourself a Christian. And that means people look at you and what they think about Jesus is determined by how you live. So keep that in mind this week. That's all I got. Yeah. Good stuff. Okay, folks, thank you so much for tuning into the show. Um, if you know, I just want to give a shout out to our super fans and thank you for consistently listening every week. Uh, we appreciate, we appreciate you so much. And, and if you, and in case you're wondering, um, who is leading the charts as far as listens, Marion, Ohio is in the lead. Marion, you go, Marion. They are they're, popcorn they're blowing festival. people up. They're blowing up the show. And there's somebody out there. I don't know where you're from. But this show launched, I launched the show at 5 a.m. And not a second after that thing goes on air, they're on it. It's amazing. Somebody, it might be a different time zone, probably. But kudos to you for whoever that is that hits that 5 a.m. launch. That's pretty amazing. Um, I don't even have that much it's dedication. Like it's right? like they're just sitting there waiting. They're waiting. You know, and I felt so bad a few a few weeks ago. I had a rough night at work and, and I just wasn't, didn't have it prepared. It didn't come out until uh, the evening. And uh, as soon as I hit it, man, boom, it was, they were on it. Do you realize how long that person sat there they, with their finger on the I button swear. waiting to pull the trigger? I'm so, I feel so bad. <laughs> you should. But thank you guys so much. And um, for you guys that are our are, are weekly supporters, please head over to Apple Podcast, hit those three little dots, or actually scroll down to the bottom where it says write a review and uh, click a rating and leave a review and let people know how much you enjoy this show and that they should listen. And then you can hit the three little dots and click that share button and go into your social media and post it and say, check this Christian podcast out. It's like no other that I've ever heard before. And be sure to send Jason a really big check. <laughs> I mean, it can be for uh, for a dollar. It just has to be one of those really big oversized checks. Right. I just want someone to send him a picture of a giant check, not an actual check that you write, <laughs> just, just like a check mark, like on a like check mark. <laughs> right. And but if you do want to support the show, you can go to for the love of God podcast dot com and you can buy us a coffee. Ooh. Yeah. Just go to for the love of God podcast dot com slash donate and select buy a coffee and. uh you can just buy us a coffee. We love coffee. And they can buy coffee cups too, can't they? And they can. You can go to the store and they have a For the Love of God podcast coffee cups. There's white ones and black ones, two different kinds of logos. And you can have your coffee in a coffee, in our in our, in our coffee cups while you're listening to Sunday shorts every morning. Nice. Or on Sunday morning. Especially if you're that person listening at 5 a.m. Right. You definitely need some coffee. So <laughs> put that in a coffee cup. Thanks so much for tuning in, guys. We appreciate you so much. And that's it. Say goodnight, Rick. Good night, Rick. Good night, Nathan. Good night, Nathan. Good night, everybody. 